Welcome to my new response channel, or just channel, I suppose, called A Concerned Catholic, hosted by A Concerned Catholic. As the name suggests, the channel is born out of concern of things I see in the Catholic online world. And oh boy, are things that I'm concerned with. But not just in the online world. I mean, in the church itself. I want to preface by saying I am in no way a theologian or a historian, but I have engaged with these types of questions and subjects for some time, probably since about 2014. I listen to podcasts and I read and I engage with subjects quite frequently. And as my wife will probably attest, I do this for hours a day. So when I go and talk about these things, I will no doubt be accused of, quote, not knowing what I'm talking about. But I want to say, sure, I don't know what I'm talking about. If you compare me to a theologian or a PhD in theology or history, history I don't know what I'm talking about. But the subject of today's podcast is precisely that, not knowing what I'm talking about. Because it seems to me that a lot of people put the onus of learning on people like me, people like me and my wife. We've got to discern what is truth in the church. We're told to follow unquestionably, which we should do as Catholics, but we're told one thing from history and tradition, and we're, be we're being given another thing by the current Pope, by the hierarchy, and yes, by Vatican too. So that's a little bit of a sort of introduction, if you will, of why I'm responding particularly today. But I hope it gives you a sense also of where I wish to go with this podcast in the future. Now, I am by no means a representative of the SSPX. I vaguely consider myself to be a traditional Catholic, but really I'm just a Catholic. We should all just be Catholics, okay? Enough with this post-trad, trad, uh, neocon, Catholic, Catholic answers, and liberal, well, we're gonna put aside the liberals and the socialists because they're heretics, but I mean, I see pe people calling neocons heretics and people calling traditional Catholics heretics. I've seen both in the internet. And I'm just here to give you my opinion. If you don't like my opinion, you can turn it off. I don't care. This is what I believe. It's my channel. And I'm giving you what I think. Now, Michael Lofton titled his video an appeal to take back Vatican II. It was dated on March 13th, 2021. Now, what Michael says in this video, I mostly agree with. He says that if you want to be really consistent about Vatican II, you should apply the same kind of scrutiny to Nicaea I. After all, there were some issues in Nicaea I that weren't squared away immediately. Um, and also he's saying that, well, if you can't recapitulate 
Vatican II, then why do you so easily recapitulate to orthodoxy Nicaea one? And I see his point. You know, I'm not here to debate the ins and outs of that. I just think that it's really easy to sit there and say, well, you know, here, here are the council documents, here's history, learn history, and you'll get why Vatican II is orthodoxy. I want to say in this video that there's a hermeneutic of the physical or a hermeneutic of the optical. We'll play on words from hermeneutic of continuity. Okay? Because use your eyes. Use your eyes. Look at what you see when you go to a mass today. And I'm sure Michael will agree with this. I've heard him agree with it. Okay? What do you see? I know what I've seen. I know what my wife has seen. Baptism with a squirt gun last summer at a Nova Sordo Mass. Now, hey, it's COVID, right? Maybe there's a reason why the priest is doing that. But joking around, acting like, frankly, a jackass. Sorry, I don't mean to sound uh, uncharitable and unchristian to a priest, but honestly, we've all seen this. You know what I'm talking about. Clown masses? Now, I've never seen no clown mass, but they're out there. There's videos. Check it out. Clown masses, okay? Go on Google. Go on YouTube. Type in clown masses. You will see it. We're told that Sacrosanctum Concilium is supposed to provide a new form of mass. Okay? The mass of Paul VI. Great. What has that given us? What are the fruits, so to speak, the belabored fruits argument, you know, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of people invoking that because there's fruits, there's all kinds of fruits out there, right? But I think if we're all honest, there is a problem. We see it. It's physical. It's a hermeneutic or a lack of hermeneutic, if you will, of the optical. I can't square what I see out there in masses, outside of the Latin mass, of course, with what I'm seeing with orthodoxy, okay? And if we figure practice links to, or I should say liturgical form, links to people's beliefs in the way that it really should, there's a real problem. Now, again, I'm not here to attack the idea that Vatican II should be considered valid or binding. It's a, it's a council. It's a council of the church given to us by the council fathers. Of course it's a council. Of course it's to be understood that way. I'm no sedevacantist. I don't ever plan on being. But really, we need to figure a way out of these problems in this church. Because this is Christ's church. And he deserves a little better than to be telling people that, well, if you hold such a high standard to Nicaea, or I should say to uh, Vatican II, why are you applying, why aren't you applying that standard to Nicaea I? Look, we're here to baptize all nations. We're not here to give people a PhD level dissertation in council hermeneutics, okay? 
So this whole be consistent argument that Michael takes, I got a problem with that. I think that that's a little tone deaf. But more than that, I don't want to just sit there and pick on Michael Lofton. He's doing a good job with most things, and you know it's a great channel. I'm not here to kind of frag on him. What I would like to take a little bit more issue with is Bishop Barron, because he said something rather similar in the past. He said that it's in Vatican II, get this, it's in Vatican II that the laity are there to defend and spread the faith. Uh, what I'm citing here is from summer of 2002, uh, 2020. It was when they were tearing down the statues of St. Unipero Serra. And he was getting some online heat because, well, it didn't seem like he was doing a whole heck of a lot. Eventually, he did get out there with his rosary and did pray a couple of rosaries around a statue. Though, eventually, Black Lives Matter came and tore it down anyway. But that, be that as it may, he said that it's up to the laity to spread the faith, to take ownership of the faith, to evangelize and to defend it ultimately, which I really have a problem with. How can you expect people who are working a normal job, you know, living the everyday life with their family and just want to go to church and have a, you know, a deep faith life to go out there and defend the viability, the truth of the Catholic faith when you as a bishop aren't willing to do it. Now, I want to give Bishop Aaron some credit. I mean, he has done some good work. But it seems to me that if Vatican II teaches this, that's a problem. Okay, I can, with my non-theological brain there, my non-theological pedigree, point that out to you. And... Again, look at the masses. Look at the masses. Look at what we see out there. And just ask yourself, is this going in the right direction? Is this where we want to take the church? I'm not saying Vatican II is not a council. I'm in no position to say it's not binding. And I'm in no position to say it's not authoritative. I'm a no one. But I'm just telling you, based on what I see, that this isn't working. I think there needs to be a new council or at least a project to reinterpret orthodoxy the way it should be. I think we need to have it under a different pope. I think it's pretty obvious. But that's a whole other matter for a whole other podcast. Anyhow, I just wanted to give you an introduction to who or what I'm about and what the kinds of things I'll be covering here. Like I said, this is just my opinion. I'm no theologian. I'm no historian. Nor do I really want to be in some respect. I shouldn't have to be. I shouldn't have to be sitting there studying council documents while I'm trying to raise a family or trying to live my life. I just want to be in the faith and I know this is Christ's church. I shouldn't have to go back and do a forensic research into theology 
into counselor hermeneutics, into history, to understand that this is Christ's church. And I have to constantly prove that to myself and my Eastern Orthodox buddy and my Protestant buddy. You know what? Maybe there is a place for that. But I think it's tone deaf and I think it's a little unrealistic of certain people to just sit there and say, hey, why don't you just dig a little deeper? You, you know, do your homework. You'll find out. Dude, there's clown masses happening. We got civil unions being allowed by the Pope. We've got Father Martin out there teaching that, oh, well, maybe for sake of argument, the Bible was wrong about homosexuality. Really? In the Vatican II church, and this, this is what we want to present? Seriously, I understand the spirit that Michael Lofton was trying to present, but this is not going to work. This is not going to work to stop the bleeding. We got people like Jay Dyer talking about how, like, oh, they should make Francis a saint, a saint in the Orthodox Church, because he's made so many Eastern Orthodox converts. I'm sure lots of Protestants are saying a similar thing. I think, I, in fact, I think I've heard him say it. It's like he's the gift that keeps on giving to other religions. And to atheists and agnostics, people who don't believe. Unbelief is growing in our church. So no, telling people to do PhD level research in the Council of Hermeneutics and also telling them to get out there and be the solely responsible people for evangelization and defense of the faith that's not going to cut it the hierarchy has abandoned us we need better so i expect better anyway welcome to my new channel pray your rosaries viva cristore